Well, hello there, Mark. Johnny, buddy, how you doing, man? Doing good, my dude. How about you? I am not gonna lie. I think I am. I think I'm done. I'm just gonna die, man. Talk to me, buddy. Talk to me. All right. So, you and our astute listeners and my other co-host Brad will know that I just steered way too hard into the uh, NHL season this year, right? And I bought a jersey and I right. bought a hat and I. I'm backing Toronto right now, but I also, John, I am so, I'm, oh, buddy, I'm such an easily influenced boy because you put me with like this little bit of hockey hype and like a couple episodes of Letterkenny and one night of not recording (laughs) an episode of anything at all. And I just go full bore and I, oh boy, buddy, did I end up joining a grade A senior league whale shit hockey team here in town. Hartford, the whale? Come on, man. They only win a championship like once every 20 years. Oh, and it ain't uh, – not this 20. I don't know when the last 20 was, but it's still within that 20 gap because it ain't me this year, babe. But I – the kicker is, John, it's really weird. So it's a, a, you know, grade A whale shit hockey team, right? Sure, like beer league, I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah, a little bit above that because we're supposed to be sober because there's like four Mormons on the team and they're actually the angriest oh. dudes. They're actually hilarious to watch. They'll just like body check people. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> they're just, you know, six foot eight uh, Mormon rage. But the worst part about it is like we do this on roller skates. Not even roller blades. You, you guys are on skates? Like what? What yeah, no, league is this? But that's the point. It's supposed to be like, it's something like, what is it, like Quad Peaks League or some shit? I don't even know, but it's that's the point. That's the gimmick is you do it on roller skates, like two oh. by two. Yeah, and it's unwieldy and it's hard to do. But the other half of it is that, like, we practice at the local, like, um, what do you call that, rec center YMCA and they got yeah. the basketball court that we practice on, but they also have a roller rink, like Skate City deal built in. It's pretty neat. Um, but so we're always like skating, but we got to like rent the skates because have you tried to buy a pair of like four wheel skates? They're insane. So we got to rent them. But number one, there's always like, there's just, there's a lot of size 16 in women's, which is a size 12 in men. And I got to like pack right. my sock because there's not a size 10 in men because like, where you're going to find this, but there's also right. this like weird, like selection of music. Okay. So it's like regular roller skate fair with like do the hustle and shit like that. But then there's okay. also just this like weird droning voice. that just says, go listen to the dangle podcast. Go listen to the dangle podcast. All of your dreams will be fulfilled. If you listen to the dangle podcast, I don't know. It's really weird, but, um, my, you know, my uh my 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 shift time is getting up there and my accuracy on the slap shot is improving so hey who am i to judge there you go well whatever that message was mark it makes me really want to go listen to the dang old podcast go listen to the dang old podcast yeah i don't know this uh the dang old podcast this here weekly nhl of the hill podcast no that's not right this king of the hill <laughs> podcast where i mark and my propane wizard buddy Johnny, we take two episodes of that beloved adult animation classic King of the Hill and we talk about the goods and the bads and the highs and the lows. And we know a lot about it, but we don't really understand how we score it. But we still slap it with our patented rating system. And Johnny, you just want to 
blocker this one on in? I'm going to jam on into this one, man. Uh, this is uh, We're going to start this week with episode 181, Arlen City Bomber. Uh, this is original air date, March 27th, 2005. Written by our good buddy Jonathan Collier. 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 Uh, Collier. Yeah, all that stuff. Uh, let me pull up our sheet real quick and I oh, can see what else buddy, we got. I already, I already did this one for you. Okay, let's let's hear it. Uh, you might remember Jonathan Collier, 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 I don't know. Um, call me Johnny. Call me Johnny, call him Johnny, call you Johnny <laughs> slash Dale, be not proud. Pygmalion, uh, Hank and the Great Glass Elevator, and my favorite, Ooh. Piggies, Porno Piggies. <laughs> uh, that's Transnational Amusements, right? Yes, it is, sir. Excellent. He also does Husky Bobby. If I'm looking looking back at this the right way, he does. Also, also, solid. I just didn't go that far oh. back. No, you're good. You're good. We're season nine uh, yeah, now. So... We're looking like to. We're forgetting shit. We're rebooting episode ideas that we just talked about a season ago. Yeah, no, the past <laughs> didn't happen. No. Call yay, call your. I forgot to call her. Well, I'm gonna call out all of these cast members this week. We have Hank, Peggy, Yay. Bobby Hill, Dale Gribble, Bill Dotrieve, Boom Hauer, Luann Platter, Lucky Klein Schmidt, Lane Prattley, that horse's ass. Horses then we have ass. introductions. He's <laughs> everybody's favorite horse's ass. Uh, and then we have introductions for the roller derby team, Greta, Carly, Felicia, Noreen, the roller derby team owners, and the corn chip factory employees. Uh, I swear to God we've seen Greta before because didn't we see Greta in Fightin' Luann? Um, yeah, because also isn't she the lesbian that dropped Leanne off also? Maybe. The one that Bill tries to woo? Yeah, like it's that same kind of model. And also Bill picks yeah. her up at the women's prison. That, exactly, yeah. No, but I'm I'm pretty sure that, that like mean Greta or whatever the hell her name is, like gorgeous Greta, yeah. like they specifically call her Greta and Bill, not Bill, um, Buck is like, oh, easy now there, biggin'. Yeah, like makes no, a whole bunch of yeah, comments about how large she is. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe it's I don't just think this one is of Arlen's Amazon women, you know? I, it could be. Hey, she give good snoo snoo. Uh, <laughs> synopsis, <laughs> Mark: <laughs> Peggy and Luann get fleeced and have to unionize a roller derby team to get their money back. And Bobby and Lucky bond over corn chips. A story characters here: Peggy, Luann. B story characters: Bobby and Lucky. If if you want to call it a full B story, eh. Yeah, I know, I, no, I would say it spins it's a off B into story. a B. It's a hundred percent B. It's yeah, yeah. It's got um, it definitely hits that Freytag's triangle of what a story should be. Right. <laughs> uh, well, let's get into some notes, man. As we do every week after we talk about our A and B stories. Uh, you yes. want to start this off, or you want me to? You know what? You take it away. I always start. I want you to start tonight, buddy. Sure, sure. Um, so my first one is a, a biting social commentary on how we live in America now and how we used to live 20 years ago. Hey, Mark, do you remember when getting a second job was something you got if you were a fuck up like Luann and had bad credit and not <laughs> something you needed to survive? Yeah. Yeah. Like it wasn't essential. Yeah. hundred percent. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I miss those days. I'm starting um, a big R in about a week and a half here. Yeah. Yeah. Goddamn. God damn. And you know, you're not getting in on that, that hustle culture. Like you need to get in on some gigs, man. I'm also go, running go three podcasts. Through, yeah. Through the, 
fuck, there you go. Yeah, but you're not making dick off of any of those. Got to start no. monetizing this shit. Guys, this is the last actually, three episode you I'm get. I'm losing money. I'm actually losing a lot of money on uh, three podcasts. <laughs> actually, uh, show your kids is probably the closest I've made to making money because I'm not paying for the feed. I'm not bitching. It's a labor of love, but you start it's running true. some numbers and your return on investment is diminishing. All that is to say, I still got more money than that piece of shit, Lucky Luann. Let me there be you your go. Huckleberry. <laughs> um, later on down the episode, I think it's Hank that mentions Lou Dobbs. No, it's Dale that mentions Lou Dobbs. Mark, do you know who Lou Dobbs is? Yeah, why do I know Lou Dobbs? He's a reporter, right? Commentator? He's a politi- he was a political commentator. He had his own talk show for a long time. I want to say he's on iHeartRadio now. And mm, but Okay. I don't know. I didn't look too far into this, but honestly, if Dale is referencing him in any some sort of way, I, I'm assuming Dale's into like the same sort of shit that Homer Simpson is when he's reading Ross Perot pamphlets and he's talking about sucking up all the nutrients out of old people because that's what they're useful for. I have to imagine that Lou Dobbs is a fucking crackpot. So okay. if he's wrong, commentators or you're not commentators, if he's wrong, then please, anyone out there in the audience, let me know. I have no fucking idea who this dude is, but apparently he's still a thing. So good on you for being around 20 years later. <laughs> um, I, I wrote down here and then I looked it up later after uh, after I was asked to. But I said, I have no idea how roller derby is played, but it is still around. Um, if you want to go and see roller derby and you're in the Denver area, they have a match on May the 13th. It's called Denver Roller Derby, formerly known as the Denver Roller Dolls. Um, it's a nonprofit organization, so I have no fucking clue, like, how anybody makes any money off of it or what they don't donate their profits to. Who knows? Maybe it's, like, women's abuse shelters or something like that. Roller derby is usually predominantly female, right, Mark? I think so, yes. Okay. Uh, To my knowledge, I've never seen, I've never seen a single dude play it, but, um... I'm going to correct what I said here, though, because I now know kind of how roller derby is played. You have a team of so many people. I didn't look into depth, but I'm guessing five to six people. You've got blockers, you've got defenders, and you've got jammers. And the idea behind it is you, you score a point by skating an entire lap around somebody, around the opposing team. Like you basically have to lap them and then you get a point. And the idea behind it is the defenders and the blockers or whatever the hell they all are, it's a full contact sport, so if you're the jammer that's trying to go around and and make your make your lap around them, like basically speed the fuck up and go all the way around, it's their job to stop you in the middle of it. So okay. your team has to defend for you, meaning you get your line of defenders up there against their line of defenders up there, and they just bash the shit out of them while you skate on past them and score a point. Does that make sense? Clear as mud. Yeah, clear as mud. I think it's set on a time limit, so like you skate for 30 minutes or some shit, and whoever has the most points at the end wins. I don't think it's a first-person of seven type deal, but I didn't okay. look into it too deeply. It, I guess it's a lot more simple than I expected it to to be. Um, Lucky also does not do a very good job of explaining any of that shit in the episode, which I think is funny and kind of on par for him. Um Last note here. It's a question for you, Mark. Do you have a chip off the line moment of your life? Like a moment where you had something that was, it was fresh or you had some experience in a place that just like it resonated with you and stuck with you of I'm here, I'm in this place and I'm doing this thing. I've got two. Go ahead. 
So the very first time I had a fresh Krispy Kreme donut, I don't know if I could ever go back to not fresh Ooh. out of the goddamn fryer Krispy Kreme donuts. Add right? that one to mine, yes, because I've like, been there too. Oh yes, that Ooh, is that's one a, of that's a good the most. One, man. Yeah, it is one of the only places you can get that where it's like fresh out of the fryer or like literally steaming, scalding hot, like. You cannot get any fresher. They're like one of the only places I know that still does that type of service. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's that's gonna stick with me probably for the rest of my life because it's one of the most insanely beautiful things. And the very first beer I ever drank in Germany because I had a Bavarian beer in Germany the first night I was there and I went, holy shit, I'm drinking German beer in a in a in the fucking country. It's it's it was like devised in. That's awesome. Like, I feel like I'm home. <laughs> it wasn't awesome. even that great of a beer, but I went, holy shit, no, this is happening. I'm here. Yeah. So, yeah, it's I, I love the way that Lucky describes the, once you've had a chip off the line, you know, everything slows down a little bit. You know, birds fly a little bit slower for a moment. You just, you remember it. Yeah. So, you got any of those for you, buddy? Um, no, not really. I... <laughs> No, I've had beers, like, at the brewery, but it was never, like, that inspiration point, you know? Okay. I'm waiting, okay. though. Um, I, you know what? Kansas City Barbecue is right around the corner, bud. Oh, that is that is going to be something to behold. Actually, you and I actually spent... Kansas City Barbecue <laughs> will have come and went. Listeners, um, by the, when this one airs, Johnny and I will have already come and gone to Tenacious D in Kansas City. And we will be fat and glutted on all that good barbecue <laughs> But, oh God, yes. Yeah. Honestly, if if that doesn't do it for you, I don't know what will. Oh yeah, thousand percent. Yeah. <laughs> short of short of having like the big Texan steak in Amarillo, I I can't imagine anything else would do that for you, buddy. <laughs> uh, but those are my notes, man. Uh, give me what you got. Okay. Um, uh, my notes number one: the Arlen City Bombers. And my first note is. Is this the one where Hank blows up a used car lot because he's dumber than TBI Peggy? <laughs> Second note, no. No, it is not. That newspaper headline, did you catch it? I did not. It says school board is put on uh fine or uh, sorry, uh school board is put on fiscal watchdog list. Oh no. So now we are or now 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 we can add this to our list of shit to keep an eye on, John. Um Carl Moss is about to go down, sir. Yes, he is. Yes, he Before is. Before too long, we know he's going to be selling a bunch of uh, used fitness equipment to to the citizens of Rainy Street because he has to he has to make money somewhere for that budget, right? And he's real excited at the company about the stakes. Yes. But also, we don't know that happened yet. We just, you know, whatever. We we're clairvoyant. We've seen <laughs> in the future. I oscillate back and forth on our powers and where we're at from a <laughs> understanding point. Um, John, you already called it out, but we got the uh, special guest star slash reappearance of our favorite Cadillac Hyundai and Subaru because his daddy is or isn't doing good. Who is it? <laughs> that horse's ass Lane Prattley. God damn right. And to that end, Lane Prattley tricks Peggy into either a Peggy gets a job episode or Peggy <laughs> yeah. gets stuck in a thing and crusades for women's rights a la Joust Like a Woman, which also involved that horse's ass, if I recall correctly. Oh, I'm sure Prattley's in it, yeah. <laughs> I just... This is the same fucking rehash of Joust Like a Woman, dude. She literally unionizes the wenches, and I'm just like, oh my god. 
Come on. Like, and it, I'm not bitching. I, whatever, two timelines and all that shit I spouted last week, but. Kind but of this upset. one doesn't have fucking Alan Rickman in it, so it's immediately not as good. Yeah. We don't have a guest star, right? Like, No, not yeah. that I can see. I looked and none of none of the uh, none of the roller derby girls are like voiced by anyone in particular. It's not according to the wiki. Huh. I don't know. I just <sighs> we're just rehashing, or Peggy gets a job, or gets conned, or whatever. I don't know. Peggy and Luann hijinks. Is that a new episode yeah. archetype? Peggy and Luann hijinks. Is that it what is. we're it looking is. forward in the? Okay. Well, you know what? Then we'll keep an eye out for that. I guess if nothing else. Um. I want to smash Luann slash no, I don't. She's tainted goods. I'm going to take this moment right now to just apologize. John, I want to apologize to you. I want to apologize to the listeners. I realized as I was writing this outline and editing last week's episode within 24 hours of each other. Well, you know what? I am getting just a bit crass and I apologize. I want to tell you that I will work to get better, but I don't want to lie to you either, so let's just move forward here. Um, you know, John, thinking does take time. God damn it. I will call him out where I see him. That is a good lucky quote. Thinking does take time. Yep. Yep. You know yep. what? I'll take it. So, um, the Arlen City Bombers. I would yes. smash the whole team except for Ginger Brillo Hair Woman. Well, she's had lots of kids. Yeah. She must like them a whole lot. Yeah, I just imagine carpet matches drapes, and it's... Well, I like a redhead. <laughs> Not like that, man. Just... Oh, you got some pros? Uh, Yeah. Uh, first pro here is that Hank believes that uh, some of Luann's purchases that are extreme here are toe rings and body glitter. <laughs> and I don't know if he is making a joke and just being asinine on purpose or if Luann is really spending exorbitant amounts of money on toe rings and body glitter. Either way, I'm in for it. I, I mean, am I am here for that show. Luann's not a stripper, like No, she's not. She's trashy, which makes me think that she isn't so trashy that she would be indulging in those purchases. But yeah. who knows? Who knows what Lucky's into, man? Oh, please! Don't. Uh, maybe the no. toe rings. Maybe the toe rings are for him. It's great. No. <laughs> um, fucking snaggly ass like <laughs> orange toenails. Oh God, no! Oh God. <laughs> They're the same shape and color as his teeth. You be nice, um, <laughs> Mark. Can you name a single? <laughs> What? What? What do you want? You, what do you want out of me? What? Oh my God! What? Can you? Fuck you! Can I'm you so name, mad at you right now. Give me a minute. I'm upset. <laughs> Hang on. I'm verklempt. <laughs> Lucky's horrible fucking feet. Okay. Whew, okay. What do you need me to name you, buddy? I apologize. Yeah. What's up? Do you think that there is a single better person to be the shitty? awful like i'm gonna take all your fucking money like the asshole that i am manager of the roller derby other than lane prattley like i the only one that even moderately comes to mind to me is thatherton but even then he is way too crass and he would have been like sued because he would have touched somebody the wrong way like prattley is the the perfect level of underbelly snake 
yeah. for this role. Like that is the best person that you they could have like dug up from the fucking King of the Hill archives. Because shit, dude, we haven't seen Prattley since like season seven. I feel like it's been a minute. Whatever the one was where um, Buck bet Hank. You're right. You're and right. It, he won um, me in a poker game. I just can't think of the one offhand. Either that or I know he's also in the, the pool episode with Buck and Luann and Octavio oh, and Joseph. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The good Buck. The good Buck. Thank you. Yeah. But I don't remember which one which one was more recent. But, yeah, like we have not seen him. And I'm like, all right, Kyle, yeah, you, you're getting a, a little bit of a gold star from me this week for bringing back a guy and putting him in the perfect fucking position here. It's great. Yeah. Um, a pro here is Dale getting a classic conspiracy theory about magnets underneath the, the rink. Yep. Um, <laughs> I, I love that he just cannot understand the concept of this. And so he, that's, that's his explanation for it. <laughs> and I know you're probably going to have issue with this because you have issue with this character. However, this is part of his charm for me. I really like that Lucky abuses the system, you know, like, Oh, I'm gonna sue the ever-loving shit out of you, because you I'm got the that attractive nuisance. I got hurt because I'm an idiot, but it's your fault. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Exactly. I really enjoy the fact that he is doing this because he's not doing it for money. He is doing it to help Bobby with the thing. It seems very pure. It seems very like it's. He's creating a memorable moment with what arguably would be his cousin. Um. Like, he's eventually going to be his cousin. I feel like Lucky Ew. and Bobby get along really well. And this is the start of that friendship because he's willing to, to take time and, and almost sink down to Bobby's level. This is tantamount to Bobby taking Lucky to a a, a fruit pie factory. Okay. You know? Like, they're sharing an interest together. And I appreciate that, that Lucky goes, balls out, and just goes, nope, I'm going to fall over this fence and seriously fucking hurt myself so you can try a chip. <laughs> it's that's the charm of him for me so okay. you may not enjoy it but i'm gonna i, I said my piece we're good okay. uh mark okay. those are my pros what do you got for me bud um some pros number one and it's an animation note but it's luann skating animation just yeah. it's that little bit she's just standing upright and like kind of like wiggling and just it's that like it's just a cool bit i don't i feel like you don't see i think about like episodes that feature skating that are animated okay. and like the one that sticks out to me is like you know the bart and lisa hockey dur but like they don't ice skate yeah um there's the american dad where stands a figure skater or roger is you know chicks lebano the miracle on ice <laughs> player not yes. a lot of skating um this is just like the way these skaters all of them luann but all the girls are done is it's cool I, it's just you know really pretty animation just in general yeah um, there's a couple like um hits or like dives like peggy like spears somebody it's great i love it i'm here for it yeah. um yeah um to that end um the impeggable hulk when she's got all the women on her because they like somehow managed to fall <laughs> on her and then she just like Oh, yeah, bust out. That's a pro. I fucking love it. I'm here yep. for it. Yep. She's been training since what? Um, firefighter. Firefighting will go, yeah. right? Yep. She's been doing the squat presses on Bobby, getting real strong. There she is. Probably stole one of Hank's girdle patches. Bam. Peggy getting stronger. There you go. <sighs> of course, 
Of course, John. Of course. Of course. Of course. Hank likes to delay satisfaction. You know why? <laughs> because you help to edge, you get a bigger load. And I know that's hard to think about, man, but God damn it, Johnny. Hank and Peggy have done things that you can't even imagine. This is Just imagine what they're going to do on the Gatsby collection. Oh, oh my God, on the Gatsby collection. Oh, where's that umbrella going? I don't want to know. I do. I'm excited. <laughs> but... Whew. Whew. Open up a window because it's getting too heated in here. Gotta call a penalty on myself. Um, again, the animation fights, they're just really solid. I like how they're done. Okay. Yeah, and that's my favorite moment. So, yeah, that's th- those are my pros. Um, well, I only have one con here, but it's a pretty big one. And... Okay. I'm starting to piece this together after nine seasons, so there you go. It takes a while sometimes for people to see the light. You're getting there though. You're Dude, learning. How, I I am, but this is this is gonna be kind of rough. Like this was a rough moment for me, and it kind of like just like just ruined a lot of this episode and 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 everything for me. I do not understand how Hank and Peggy are still together. <laughs> okay. I really don't because if at this point we've watched nine seasons of one of them or potentially both of them lying, miscommunicating, misrepresenting themselves, stealing, doing all sorts of ridiculous, stupid, yes, sitcom-y shit to each other. But like it was it was something in this today where. Hank asked Peggy to specifically help Luann with one thing. He was going to do it himself. And Peggy stepped in and said, nope, I've got this. I'm going to do it. And then what does she do? She turns around and does the exact fucking thing he was telling Luann not to do. That he was hoping to teach her not to do. Except for now Peggy is doing it with his money. Mm-hmm. Like, and then she tries to lie about it. You know, it is very weaselly and connivy that that Lane Prattley comes with his cabal of, of little businessmen and shit and goes and talks behind her back. But at the same time, like, Peggy, why didn't you just explain to Hank what you were doing in the first place? Because if anything, he can help you kind of step in and organize some shit on your own. I understand <laughs> when, that when has she's Peggy got... Hill ever talked to Hank about her problems like. I it never do. They're the worst at communicating. That's why. With each that's other. why this is a Peggy Tanks the Hills credit rating episode. But then, <laughs> yes, like, it but is. then it's like a net gain. This is a full metal dust jacket. This is the substitute Spanish prisoner. Like, I literally in my in my uh, end spiel here. This is uh, Peggy has wasted all of her money on some sort of pyramid scheme, like Nutrafresh bars or or whatever, like the house to house pampered chef bullshit that she does later on in the series or this is Visosa stealing her money again how many times have we seen peggy getting taken for shitloads of money yeah this is the point like god that's what she does she takes just... her credit rating hank buys motorcycles peggy buys pyramid schemes i'm sorry peggy god. buys triangle opportunities triangle opportunities i just it it's a glaring con to me because they make Hank out to be this unapproachable person, and we know that he is not that person. This is also, I'm sorry, this is so close on the heels of uh, Rich Hank, Poor Hank. Yeah. Just, 
Just a bit. I don't. I don't care. I. Yeah. You know, because I tell myself every week, you know, you're going to go to the gym and then like Saturday or, you know, Friday night, Saturday morning, Sunday morning, I go. And then Monday to Thursday, I don't go. So, you know what? I also get it. And that's a weekly thing in my life. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, and I don't want this to sound like I'm railing on Peggy. Like that's, she is the villain no, of this episode, no, no. but she yeah. is not the villain of this series because Hank does this shit to her too. And they're both terrible about communicating with each other. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I, I understand that part of this is it's how the narrative structure has to work out. You have to find conflict in stories. How do you find conflict? You find two people that are fucking terrible about communicating with each other and put them in silly, wacky situations and then make them work themselves out of it. I, I, maybe I'm just getting too invested in these characters after so many years that I'm beginning to see them as more than just the sitcom tropes they are. I want them to be more than this because this show means a lot more to me than just that. It's more than just a show. So it's a con for me, even though I'm, I'm willfully acknowledging that this is 900% the narrative structure, but fuck guys, I have seen this so much. Find a different person to lay that conflict on or figure out some other way to do this. At least Mark, what are your cons? fuck I didn't watch all the way till the end credits man because half the time he does (laughs) he shows up later on screen roller derby is impressive but always wear eye protection yeah um my cons um so in like 20 years Bobby is just gonna get catfished like (laughs) the first ad he sees is an OnlyFans ad you know what I mean like right god damn it Bobby um, Con, what size does Peggy ask for in the skate? 16. Yeah, Con, she hasn't had the big 2-0 yet. Not yet. Nope. Uh, Con, Bill and I have the same taste in women. <laughs> big ol' snoo snooey Amazons. And to that end, I reckon I speak for you also, because your wife, not towers, but she is just a touch taller than you. Uh, she's four inches taller than me. That's more than a touch. And for the record, Mark, your lady is nothing like an Amazon snoo Oh, I know, John. We all have our fucking crosses to bear. <laughs> okay. I love her. Okay. I love her with all my goddamn she's, heart, but like... She's the exception that proves the rule. If there's a... Like, if a six-foot-eight woman, woman showed up tomorrow and she was like, hey, jump on my back. I'm going to take you away. I'd be like, wee! Like, yeah, that's it. Everybody, this is where Mark reveals he's actually George Costanza, and he's always wanted to make it with a very large woman. Please and thank you. Fuck, John, it's this B-plot. Oh my god, here it is. I <laughs> Here it is. Okay, this is a retrospective King of the Hill rewatch podcast where I mark my good buddy Johnny take two episodes that I love to delay that magic classic, and I watch it for the first fucking time, kind of whatever, I don't care. Okay, um, I hate this B-plot, it's stupid, it's irresponsible, it's gross, um... I hate Lucky. Fuck Lucky. I don't... Okay, whatever. Fuck this B-plot. It's cool. I don't care. <laughs> Lucky's the new Indian companion. I... Okay. Okay. Um. Again, oh, fuck this B-plot. Is this a women... Okay, okay. Is this a women suck episode? Do you know what I mean? Like, as soon as they get any, like, control or authority, they just instantly fold, and it almost kind of seems like it's like a... Herd or her, go men. Women need men to show them how to act. Like, 
So I didn't and it's pick only it up that through way. a man. It's only through a man buying the team through misunderstanding that they are freed from their problems. You know, like they can't come together. They can't unify. Is this a women suck episode? No, the way I the way I look at it is it's a uh, hey we bit off way more than we could chew and we jumped way before we should have in something and now we kind of have to face the consequences episode. Okay. It's just coincidental to me that they all happen to be women. Okay, I'll take that. I like that better than yeah. what I got. Yeah. Okay. Because I don't want to. I don't want to think that these writers want to be exclusively shitty to women for any reason. Um, I don't think anybody inherently wants to do that. If you do, then you need to go get some fucking help. Not in 2006. Women are funny in 2006. <laughs> you can make fun of a woman. She still has the monthly bleedings and can't be president, John. Come on now. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> that's the joke. Ha ha ha. Menstruation. Like, that's not joke. here, but that's usually the joke. Um, Con. Uh, Lucky didn't die when he fell off the fence. Con. Oh, um, those are my cons. What else you got, buddy? Uh, we're the favorite moments, man. And I hope you got one because mine is a big old question mark, question mark, question mark. Oh, really? Okay. Really? Okay. Um, my favorite is, um, so, okay. I don't know the, I don't know the lead up to it, but it's basically, they are arguing and one gigantic woman yells at Peggy you said something would happen and Luann goes yeah she says a lot <laughs> okay that did make me chuckle that was a great moment <laughs> um, I, I'm, yeah my the closest thing I can think of is Peggy getting pissed off because she got she gets nailed in the face and just goes okay cheap shot <laughs> yeah I also like but Incredible even then, Peg I like I like roller derby Peggy. I think I like her. I don't know. Right. I like strong strong women, John. I'm sorry. Like you don't got to apologize for that, man. Strong women are fucking awesome. They're the best. Anyway, um you know what else is the best? Um if you don't have a favorite moment, it would be our patented rating system, I imagine. It would, and I'm going to roll on through that if you're cool with it. Bits of baby. So at the very bottom of our rating system, we have a charcoal of an episode. This is a failure. This is a, a less than 50%. I'm never going to watch this again. I might have seen it once on an initial viewing, but even then it almost made me want to turn it off and never watch the show again. Charcoal episodes are the fucking worst. Um, they don't <laughs> represent King of the Hill. They're very problematic. They're episodes that you could just you can't watch. You have a hard time watching them. After that, you got Megalo. Megalo is kind of like our bronze tier. It is a step up from charcoal, but a very tiny step up from charcoal. A Megalo episode is also one that doesn't have a lot of cohesion. It usually doesn't have a good guest star, or if it has a guest star at all, it's someone being stupid like Dusty Hill. Uh, Megalo episodes, uh, they don't represent King of the Hill very well, and they don't really do much. The only thing they got going for them is a couple of funny bits Maybe uh, maybe a interesting little animation tidbit somewhere here and there. <laughs> After a Megalo, you've got a Butane. And a Butane is our silver level. It's a bastard gas. It's a bastard of an episode. You love to hate it. You hate to love it. A Butane is middle of the road. Not something you're going to seek out, but something that you're going to have on the TV and just go, oh, okay, yep, this King of the Hill. I can listen to this while I'm doing something else. Or um, I'm eating dinner. Why the hell? What the hell? You know, I haven't watched this episode in a while. This is uh, That's a Butane. 
It's it two is... in the morning. I'm high as balls, and I'm eating a bag of corn chips. Exactly. Yeah, you're 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 hoping for that fresh chip off the line, but instead you got a butane of an episode. This <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> yes. After that, you've got some of the best episodes of King of the Hill in our Char King rating. This is our gold standard. Char King episodes have got great guest stars, great story. It's got fantastic animation. It's got something original that is setting it apart from all the other shows that you've been watching. When Mark and I come together and agree on a Char King, it becomes an Imperial. These are representative of some of the most best and timeless episodes of King of the Hill. The only caveat to them and not being our top of the line episodes is that you need a little bit of context to fully appreciate them. These are fantastic episodes to show just about anybody, but if you can show them a few episodes before, they're going to enjoy them a lot more. And with that being said, our absolute best episodes are ones that you can see without context. These are the episodes you're going to show your mom. These are the episodes you're going to show your grandma. These are the episodes you're going to show your college professor and say, hey, this is what I did with my theater degree that you didn't do jack shit with me for. A Blue Flame of Valor is quite possibly the best episodes of King of the Hill as well as TV. They inspire people like Mark and I to go on a 180-episode rant on how fantastic a show is. So, Mark, with that being said... On a scale of charcoal to the blue flame of valor, which I explained very good this week, I think. I, I um, believe. What did you What did you give Arlen City Bombers? Um, I gave Arlen City Bombers a butane. It's fine. I don't care. Whatever. I liked it. Ooh. I didn't hate it. It. I don't remember it. I literally thought this was the one where Hank blew up the car lot, and I was so glad to see it not be that one that it like bumped it up okay. like two notches. It could be anything at this point. I'm just like, thank God it's not that one. No, this one is fine. I'm not gonna <laughs> put it on, but if it's on, yeah, I'll check it out. I always okay. like a good roller derby slash like strong women doing strong things. Okay. All a Amy and Leela butterfly woman, you know. The the butter junk man, yeah. Also. Second Luan competitive sport. Just saying. That's right. I'm really right. mad yeah. that we don't get like Luan trying to like be a lumberjill. I could I could see her do that. Lumberjane. Lumberjane. Lumberjane, thank you. But yes. Yes. Now I would I would have watched the shit out of that. I also want to see her like do competitive car mechanicing, but I don't know if that's a thing. Rock climbing. That's what I want. <laughs> that's that's um, where she is. That's where she is, is she is like uh, free, not free basing, but she's, what do you call it when you don't use the anchor? She's doing that. She's just like free balling. Free soloing? The, yes, free soloing up the side of Mount Everest. <laughs> and then I like, just, give me, Gracie calls her one time and you just get, hey, it's Luann. I'm on Mount Everest. <laughs> leave gurgle, leave gurgle. a message after the beep. <laughs> hey, I just want to watch her do anything where she's going to bounce a whole bunch. So give me like trampoline. I mean, if you're trying to just like, you know, super gross about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I get to be gross if you're going to be better. I'm trying to be better. <laughs> What'd you rate it? Um, so this is going to be interesting to you, I think. Okay. Did you ever imagine you were going to rate this episode higher than me? Because you did. No shit. This got a megalo from me. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, this shit. This got a megalo from me. And it's because I have seen this. You, we, you and I called it out early on, early on in our discussion today. Um, I have seen this episode before. Peggy gambles away everybody's money and miraculously gets it back. Uh, we have seen this this plot 
work itself out so many times mm-hmm. that like I'm I'm tired of it. I'm tired of seeing it, and this is the least interesting package for me. Okay. So yeah, that maybe that's why I was so drawn and so enjoyed the B plot in this. Because I really just did not care to watch another A-plot where Peggy loses all their money because it's not going to have any consequences and she's going to get it back. Yeah, no, she gets it back. Like, that, she makes yeah. money. Or yeah, is it Peggy is smart as shit and Peggy has crazy business acumen, just it's hard to tell when she does it right, you know? like Right. <laughs> are we, I, I don't are we looking at this wrong? If she's a mad genius, then she plays off her stupidity way too well, and it makes it makes me feel like she's some sort of sociopath. Her Spanish <laughs> is getting better, bud. She's killed oh, three men. Lord. So, I this is <laughs> to me it, it got a megalo, man. Okay. Um, this is definitely not an episode I'm gonna seek out. I might keep it on. I might just for you know just for the B plot, just because this is this is where I started to really. In, start to appreciate Lucky for all the stupid shit that he's going to bring us. Okay. Um, but, yeah. All right. It's Megalo for me, man. All right, sounds good. You want to um, roll the dice onto our next episode, buddy? I say we do. <laughs> well, we're going to keep on going to episode 182, Redcorn Gambles with His Future. First air date, April 10th, 2005. We have a cast of... Nope. We have a writer. Eaton Cohen. Eton. Etan. Eton. Eton Cohen. I, you know, we can't pronounce fucking people's names this uh, this episode, so we're, we're... Whatever. Mr. Cohen. Mark, where do we see uh, Mr. Cohen last? All, all over. I'm mad at him. We're mad at him. Like We're mad at him. We okay. keep defending him. No, no. You know, like, we keep <laughs> going to bat for Eton Cohen, and, like, Eton Cohen ain't goddamn delivering he's been um, us. um we last saw him on uh say say king of the hill that's probots okay and, um rich hank poor hank so, <laughs> okay yeah yeah you're kind of mad at aton yeah just just a touch just just a, the the tiniest bit don't not hype for it <laughs> Well, let's see if he can make up for it this week. We have a cast of characters in Hank, Peggy, Bobby Hill, Luann Platter, Lucky, Kleinschmidt, Dale Gribble, Boomhauer, Bill Dotrieve, Octavio, John Redcorn, <laughs> Joe Jack, uh, Henry Mankiller. This just says Copy Kingdom. And the it's, guy I, that Hank is yelling about, I don't is. know what a JPEG is. I want a hot dog. <laughs> Yes, but it doesn't give the dude a name. It just says Copy Kingdom. Like, they just quoted the straight-up location, not the actual person. Um, That is better than we get most of the time. Like, hey, John, we're into season nine of King of the Hill. We're into season nine of King of the Hill on the goddamn King of the Hill (laughs) wiki. Like, they weren't good to begin with. It's it's true. Um, Bloomers, The Waitress, Elvin McElston, Kenny, Waiter, Angry mom, angry dad, dealer. Uh, th- I know there's cops in here, but they don't, they don't get mentioned. Um, Henry Mankiller. He is the guy that is, uh, he's the head of the tribal gaming corporation. The real the shifty looking dude. Red corn. Yeah. Exactly. Voiced by the one and only god of our show, David Herman. I'm just going to say David that out Herman. right now. You pull yes. 
He's a crazy son of a bitch. Uh, synopsis here, Mark. John Redcorn goes all out and builds a casino for Big Mountain Fudge Cake to perform. That's that's it for this episode, right? There's a hole in my King of the Hill podcast where my caring about a thing should be. There's a hole. There's a hole. There's a hole! Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, a story characters. There really is only an A story for this episode. It's John Redcorn and Hank. Yeah. Uh, let's get into notes, man. Um, John, we got a new restaurant. Uh, Mario's Pizza. <sighs> And pasta. I saw that. That's my first note. Get out of Which my brain. Which looks suspiciously like that's a moray. I'm just throwing that out there with those like weird like trellises and shit. Or abracapasta minus the fancy magic crap. Which one got bought out? We're going to keep an Ooh. eye on this. <laughs> and how many suits of armor got sold with it? <laughs> no, that was Don Quixote's uh, Mexican and uh, karaoke. <laughs> they already we already know that they folded oh shit maybe this is don quixote's mexican karaoke all right it could be okay could be could be um um uh buck talks about this barbecue got to be the first one in five years bullshit you haven't done it in nine years a king of the hill sidebar to that i am amazed that buck was paying for health insurance for his employees God, with every everything shifty that man does, I am amazed as well. I kind of, I kind of got to like take back a lot of the bad shit I said about Buck. Like he was paying up until this moment for their health insurance. That's, you know what? Good on you, Buck. Good on you. Um, hey, John, you reckon Luann's pregnant yet? Not yet. Why? I just wonder. I just wonder if she's getting close. <laughs> just. I just wonder. Um. Hmm. Hmm. All right, John. That they makes... talk about like the 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 choices and the answers and the like apocryphal lessons you learn from a concert. I am only excited and I am only looking forward to whatever we we might learn from Tanak. Just yes. I'm throwing that out there. Um, Mud Dauber isn't Trace Atkins anymore, right? That ship sailed. Actually, so according to the wiki, the only person who's ever uh, voiced him is Trace Atkins. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't realize it, so we're good. Yeah, hold on. Um, while we are in Kansas City talking again about the snack and all the good shit, should we pop into Oklahoma for some good old-fashioned Indian game gambling? Go Sooners! Sooners! I, you know, I really, I really want to go to Wichita Falls, Mark. So maybe we can rent a car and go to Wichita Falls, where they've got a Bennigan's and an Olive Garden, and the Dallas Cowboys, and a Dairy Queen where they flip your thing. It's the extra little flair. <laughs> it smells better than Pigtown too. <laughs> John, what do you got for me? Um, you already hit it that we've got Maria's pizza, pasta and pizza as the new restaurant. Um, how hard, like, I, I want to know what their bread physics are because at one point Hank is just breaking pieces of toast and I'm like, <laughs> dude, how hard are you toasting that if it is breaking off as he is putting butter on it? 
Well, okay, there you go. There you go. There you go. Call back to um, Save the Crumbs, right? Why are there so many crumbs? Because God, they just, right. like, blacken. They, just, they blacken that toast. They, they that toast is brittle or they, is shit. Yeah, they, they leave it out and let it, like, just sit in the air for two solid fucking days before trying to toast it. Yeah, they, like, make it breadcrumbs before it's they make it It's hard as a toast. damn rock. I just, that, yeah. it threw me off because Peggy mentions it, like, how, you've done this, like, three times today. I'm like, how the hell are you making toast? Um, Mark, did I you know? I hate that line. I, I'm not going to talk about it, but you already brought it up. Like, I just, that's such a dumb bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> what did I know, buddy? What did I know? Did you know that uh, this this TV show, this wonderful, fantastic glimpse into Texas lives and Texas living and what it's like to, to be a, a member of the great state of Texas. Did you know yes. that they were not truthful, Mark? Oh? Yeah, there are currently three active Native American casinos in Texas. What? Yeah. Those cop shiners. <laughs> they, just, they just did red corn dirty, man. I don't know how long they've been around. I, honestly, I didn't look that far into it because it's a fucking TV show. Um, but I just thought that was kind of interesting. And then, uh, last John, note here. Yeah? Are you saying that, once again, the white man has screwed over my people? I must take vengeance once again by massaging the white man's wife. Ooh. Uh, Wingo, buddy. Wingo. You fucking take that and run with it. Um, my last note here is a question to you, and it's I'm just kind of curious because everybody is generationally different. So yes. what do you think of when you hear the words family entertainment? You know, like at the end here, we get the red corn twist that he's turning into the, as Dale quotes, Native American Rafi. Yeah. Who do you, what do you think of when you hear family entertainment? Like what's the first image that comes to your brain? Chuck E. Cheese's and or Dave and Buster's. I feel like this was a big okay. thing at this time. Like getting everybody together. Hey, it's loud. Hey, there's shitty food. Hey, we're having fun. We're not thinking about how expensive it is because you're loading a card with money. Like, okay. Yeah. Family entertainment. Yeah. It's a scam. Okay. Just like insurance. I, so like the entertainers that they first show up in my brain is like for me growing up as a kid, it's Barney, the purple dinosaur, right? Like okay, that motherfucker okay. was everywhere when you and I were growing up. But when I think yep. about it now, like I, I watch a lot of TV. I, I watch a lot of Paramount and all that stuff. And I'm too cheap to pay for the fucking ad free one. So I've been watching ads. Dude, they are pimping the shit out of Blue's Clues like it never went out of style. Really? Yeah, like it is back with a fucking vengeance. There's a movie there's that, that the OG Steve shows up in and like there's all there's sorts of movie? stuff. There's a movie. It's a CGI. Why are Blue's we watching this shitty episode of King of the Hill when I could be watching the Blue's Clues <laughs> movie and talking about it? Listeners, join I, us next week when I, Mark, and my good buddy, or no, hey there, it's me, Mark, and have you seen my puppy, Johnny? There he is. <laughs> um... I, family entertainment, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting to think about because Chuck E. Cheese is definitely a family establishment. Just don't ever ask any of the people who work there what they like to do in their off time. Um, source, guys, I worked at Chuck E. Cheese when I was in high school. It's fucking terrible cesspool of people. You really, they're the last people you ever want around your family and kids. <laughs> um, but yeah, just, I thought You're it was a good guy. I, I am. I, if I'd have stayed there, I probably wouldn't be doing this. I'd probably be doing meth. 
I hope you wouldn't be doing this. I don't want to... There's a certain level of, like, prestige, and <laughs> you being a master's candidate is a lot better than being a manager at a Chuck E. Cheese in fucking Buttfuck, Colorado. Like... It's, it's very true. It's very true. I actually uh, saw some very disturbing footage last January from that particular exact institution that was all over the, the TV because, like, I, I worked in Superior which is uh, on the way towards mm. Boulder. And it literally lit on, it lit itself on fucking fire last year. Like, oh, shit. like something like 400 homes got all burned to shit in this big ass wildfire that started in the middle of residential Colorado. But like, oh, there's a bunch of God. videos and shit of people evacuating from the Chuck E. Cheese I worked at. And I'm like, Oh, that's weird. Wow. That's real weird. That's I spent hours of my life at that check stand. That's fucking weird. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, let's not talk about Johnny's high school jobs, and instead, let's talk about Johnny's pros. Yeah, do it, um, dude. Big Mountain Fudge Cake should be the cringiest fucking thing I've ever seen, but it is so stupid I cannot take it seriously. So I don't hate it. <laughs> I unironically love Big Mountain Fudge Cake. They are to me like what the darkness is to like weird hair metal people. This shouldn't God fucking it, exist. John. It shouldn't fucking happen. It shouldn't be a good thing. And yet it is so stupid that I love it. Am I turning you around on this or am I reading off of your notes? Oh, God damn it. It doesn't matter. Keep going. <laughs> um, what my, Probably my favorite scene ever with John Redcorn up to this point is him holding Hank hostage with that fucking boom box and like giving him the finger <laughs> and going, wait, wait, and then rocking out with him. <laughs> yes. Yes. So good. Um, we also have quite possibly the best fucking costume he's ever had when they do the casino opening. I just called him Hot Red Corn, where he's got that Leather red pants. shirt that is all in the pants and his hair is down completely and like it, it's like wrestler wet. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they've got the oil slick. It's in a it. leave in conditioner. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so it's like, holy shit, dude, way to go, Red Corn. Um, but th probably the best moment in the entire episode here is Octavio kidnapping Bloomers and threatening to kill him. <laughs> Fuck Bloomers. That is a huge pro to me. Mark, give me some of your pros, buddy. <laughs> uh, number one, the poor bastards all twisted up. <laughs> it's just, I like that line read. It was a really, I don't know. I just, I really liked it. Yeah. Um, um, pro the the big mountain fudge cake. I am the reaper of souls. Oh my god! If I had the wherewithal to write it down, I would have, but I didn't. Oh, um, Redcorn's Rock John is powered not through our Lord and Master Satan, but through the King in Yellow himself, Haster. Because that fucking symbol for Haster is like now very prominently displayed on a flag right there in frame. <laughs> I geeked out about it at this point year ago. Like, yes, John Redcorn is driven by the power of our Lord and Savior, Pastor. Yes. Um, Big Mountain Fudge Cake in general. I am super fucking into it. Yes. Okay. Fuck you. Okay. Don't. No. No. Fuck you. You don't get to, like, make this a thing. Shut up. Shut nope. up. No, you don't. No. Nope. I'm into it. <laughs> I'm taking this as a win, buddy, because when we started this fucker 180 episodes ago, you were not on the fudge cake train. I forgot. I straight forgot. Like, I remember this episode and remember cringing at it so hard, but I was so much younger. I was like, 
I was so much younger, and now I'm just like, yeah, you're you're 40, Red Corn. Like, dude, that sucks. Yeah. I'm 34. That sucks. There's a hole in my yeah. pocket where my 401k should be. Like, <laughs> I'm 36 years old. I don't need this crap. I don't need this crap. I did pay <laughs> into my 401k, Johnny. Once. <laughs> Once. Ooh. Give me your cons, buddy. Um, Hank is not at fault for this episode. I, he, no. he tries to take his own guilt, like, like he tries to internalize his own guilt for this, and he shouldn't. All he said to John Redcorn was, bet on yourself. He did not say, go build a fucking casino without looking at any of the regulations. You know? It, it, I, I feel bad for He didn't say be Hank. a dumb shit. Yeah. I feel bad for Hank because he takes so much of this out on himself this episode. I don't want him to. So it's a con because I don't like seeing Hank beat up on himself without a fucking reason. Like, he's got lots of reasons most episodes to, to like, go, well, I was an idiot here. Like, I was a total giblet head. But not in this episode. He was trying to be a good friend that just, like, goes, no, I, I don't want you for my, my company event because this is not the right style. You need to go find something that is. And I think that's that's what a good friend would do, right? Uh, yeah, no, 100%. But also you should be able to say, like, hey, dude, like, this is a company event. We don't need sad metal. We don't need dad metal, you know, like. Yes. So, um, yeah, so that's that's a little rough. Uh, I also think that Dale is unnecessarily mean to Luann. I get that it's part of the joke that she's the Yoko of the group and that Dale has to be the one to call it out. But I feel like it's way too mean. Okay. Also, I'm a little protective of Luann, so there you go. Luann? I don't even know who that is. <laughs> Mark, those are my only two cons for this episode, man. Give me yours. Cons. I don't hate Big Mountain Fudge Cakes intro. <laughs> Con. Fuck Buck. I have been where Hank is. God I used to be fuck. on the goddamn, whatever you call it, the the morale board. The one about you make these assholes happy. And I put yep. on a barbecue, and it was a great barbecue. And I had fucking veggie burgers, and I had fucking hamburgers, and I had fucking chicken and shit. And it was really good, and I got sunstroke and blacked out in the cooler. Like, but man, that was it. Then it was like, you need to throw this barbecue in lieu of a pay raise. Okay, cool. Like, mm. Just pay the damn mm. people their money. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, I just, man, I I have been where Hank is, and it's a bad place to be. Yeah. John, a con, once again, just got to call it out. I like Big Mountain Fudge Cake, dot, dot, dot. Fuck, I wrote that <laughs> down. I took the time to write that down. Yeah. What's wrong with honey should. mustard? What's wrong with honey mustard? Don't take my favorite moment, damn it. I'm sorry. I don't get it. It's a dumb line. Um, the fuck does that say? Oh, there it is. Um, con. Glaring con. Colossalist con. Maybe the biggest con we've ever had since Hank grilling with the gigantic charcoal grill going, I made that out of two other grills. <laughs> <laughs> Hank would never cell phone and drive. 
ever, not even once. No. He has watched like insurance videos by Dan Rather about distracted driving. No, fuck you. Hank Hill would never cell phone and drive. Agreed. Johnny, those are my cons. What else you got, buddy? Um, I got two favorite moments for you. Please, please give me anything. I am very glad that I now know Hank's position on honey mustard because I will never bring it up with him because I don't want to get I don't want to get swung at. Um, apparently, he's a fan of classic yellow. I'm a fan of honey mustard. We can live in boo. separate universes and still be friends. Boo, classic yellow, boo. How many times <laughs> have we come into the think hole and we do something sausagey? And I am lacking honey mustard for or yellow mustard for you, uh, Mark. It's literally every time I come to your house, you go. Hey, let's do burgers. Hey, let's do brats. Hey, let's do hot dogs. And every single time you and I take a fucking trip down to the, the city market, we come back, we get way too fucking drunk and or inebriated, and you go, damn it, Johnny, I forgot the mustard again. This has been like an ongoing fucking sick joke from you for two years. I'm beginning to think that you just don't like mustard, Mark. Yes. I, I fucking hate it, but also like... I I also it, like pride myself on like hospitality, so like you do. You I am do. not purposely not stocking mustard in my <laughs> fridge. Like we might cut tonight, I might run to the store and buy some goddamn mustard just to be sure. <laughs> Mark, what you need to do is somehow weasel your way into like the crappy sub building and go and steal three mustard packets and just have them there for the next time I'm there. You don't need to buy a whole damn thing of yellow mustard. Go steal some packets, buddy. You mean more to me than packets, dude. <laughs> I love you, buddy. Um, love you it too, really man. has been like two years since I've eaten a meal at your house with actual fucking mustard. But <laughs> I know. And, I'm really, really sorry, okay? I'm, it's it's fuck. fine. It's fine. And it's always like sausages or burgers. It's, <laughs> it's always that. I'm Always. I'm sorry. It's cool. it's, you know what? You're up here in two weeks. I'm going to go tonight and buy like... A fucking double pack of 68 ounces of mustard. <laughs> I'm going to have gallons of mustard for you. It'll be ready. Um, my other favorite moment here, Mark, has been memed into immortalization and has quite possibly the, the catchiest, like, stupidest song ever. And do you, do I look like I know what a JPEG is? I just want a picture of a god dang hot dog. <laughs> Holy shit. I forgot that's from this episode. Yeah, it's a it's a thing. I forgot it. it I forgot God. it existed, and then I, got I listened. Reminded and, yeah, I listen to that song like at least twice a month. It comes up. I watch. I watch it like for no apparent reason. It just gets in my head, and I go, "Oh, cool! I gotta listen to the hot dog song now." It's mm-hmm. like th- it's like when you listen to the Potatoes remix from Lord of the Rings, or they're taking the hobbits to Isengard. They're catchy. Boil them, they mash them, st- stick them in a stew. Yeah. Yes, they just get stuck in your head, and you go, "This is music greatness." Whoever <laughs> thought of this is a fucking genius. Um, <laughs> anyway, those are my two favorite moments. What What do you got for me, man? Um. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Ooh. I just. I don't know. Okay. It's, I. I like some Big Mountain Fudge Cake songs. Okay. But I don't know. I I don't know. I guess no. I no. I got nothing. I don't. I was gonna say like maybe Dale's weird like 
rock knowledge. Okay. You know, it's such and such, met so and so, had a baby with such and such. That's cool, I guess, but no. I no, it's question mark. Um Okay. What are you rating this? Uh so I gave it a butane. Um okay. we got the J we get the, the hot dog JPEG meme from this episode. It's decent. Um it's gonna be really hard from here on out from unless like it's a total turd of an episode. For me not to rate every episode with Octavio in it as a butane or higher because I fucking love Octavio. And even if he's in it for three seconds, I'm, I'm probably going to rate it a butane just for Octavio doing stupid shit. Um, but like, eh, this is this is OK. I feel like we've watched them throw a Strickland party a lot. Um, this dives into something we haven't really seen before, and it's. It's like red corn trying something and failing at it. Usually that yeah. dude is he's coming up Millhouse every time. And yet this is him really falling apart. And you see him like he's losing his land. He's lost twenty three thousand dollars to this gamer gaming guy. Like he's just getting screwed. And at the end yeah. here, it looks really dark when he starts changing the lyrics to the song where he wants to kill himself. You're like, oh, good God. You want to scrub your brains out. Okay, yep, I got that. Um, scrub my brains out, yep. <laughs> it was enough of a twist to me that I'm like, okay, I could see myself watching this episode again. So, okay. yeah, it's a butane for me. Nothing super fantastic, but it's at least, it's something new for them, I felt. How about you, man? Yeah, new, definitely <laughs> like end of season nine with like, it's not even, like, tangential to, like, the main plot that, like, Redcorn is separate. Like, he just taps into Hank, you know? Like, so this isn't Nancy Boys or, um, oh, my God, uh, Mice and Little Green Men. Like, there's not the, like, this is different. This is new Redcorn. This is independent yeah. Redcorn. Um, kind of like, like a the... weird... Go ahead. I was going to say, this feels like the first Redcorn episode where they don't bring up Joseph. Mm-hmm. or Nancy in any respect. Like, that's... It's, like, the first time we've ever seen him, and that's not been a thing. I would maybe say Rich Hank, Poor Hank, because he kind of talks about, like, building that retirement community, but, like, you're eh, right, whatever, you're not right. really. Okay. But, but no, but, like, no, but like, because this is, like... That was, like, plot point. This is, like, plot. You know, this is a story. So, yeah, like... They, red, here we are, season nine. Redcorn is now a principal character... Yeah. Um, I guess I like Big Mountain Fudge Cake. I don't know. It's a butane low, <laughs> megatane. I don't. I don't know. Well, buddy, this is the last you're <sighs> gonna see of of the fudge cake. Is it? It is. They because he becomes the he he's the Native American Rafi from here on out. Thank fuck. Well, hey, this is a uh, blue flame of valor. <laughs> no, for real though. There's a hole in my heart where the rating should go. There's a hole! It's a hole! <laughs> oh, look at that spike. Oh, why did you do that, Mark? Bad boy. Nah. Also, I don't know what's going on with me. I'm getting insanely sick as we talk. And, like, I can hear my stomach, like, rebelling. And it, oh, is, picking no. up, it is picking up on the fucking mic. Oh, no. I might well, try and isolate it and like send you some like roiling marktum. Like, <laughs> please, please do. Please, I will do see what can. I can do. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a good thing we're all we're to the end here. Yeah. Yes, I believe so. Well, 
Mark, I think we need to get on out of here, but we have that all-important question to ask, and that is, do you still like King of the Hill? Johnny, I still really like King of the Hill. Hey, we had a lucky episode, and I didn't want to scrub my brains out or wash my wrists. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it was almost like two lucky episodes, right? He's been kind of a principal in both of these. Really and truly, yeah. Like... Hey, you know what? I guess also props to Lucky. He can play a flying D pretty well. Yeah, yeah. We're in we're in the golden age of Lucky here. We're going to get to know him, and we're going to get to love him. <laughs> well, not you want to tell those good people Mark. where they can find us? <laughs> <laughs> sure, and not that you ask, but I love King of the Hill still. Um, <laughs> You're right, I didn't ask. I'm not considering your needs. I'm sorry, I'm... I'm it's trying fine. so hard to not be depressed about Lucky. John, okay, so like these, this one right now and last week, these are clocking in at some of the shortest episodes we have had because we are so goddamn depressed. Like, It's true. It's true. This one might clock in just barely over an hour. I, I don't want to... Boy, I hope next week gets better. Anyway, let's go. It will. It will. <laughs> Well, the good people of Internet and Podcast Land can tell us how much they like our new shortened format. They can always get a hold of us at Gmail. We are dangolepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. We are at dangolepodcast. Anywhere you type in dangolepodcast, you're probably going to find one of the two of us. You can always reach out to me personally on Instagram. I am Krautball. That's Kraut as in sauerkraut, ball as in Swedish meatball, and good buddy Mark, the one and only meatmeister. Where can they find you? You can locate this one and only meet Meister at Marquis Stardust on Twitter, Great Greek Buffalo on Instagram, where I don't update anything, no, not ever, not even once. Um, there's a hole in my pocket where my other podcast should be, and that would be the I Can't Wait to Show My Kids podcast, a weekly cinematic podcast where me and my buddy Brad, we fill in some gaps in our own cinematic knowledge, and then we answer that question about, like, when can I show my favorite movie to my kids? Um, this week we, <coughs> excuse me, burp. This week yeah. we talked about uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. Um, I was charmed. I was entranced. You want to hear mm. Happy Mark? Go listen to this episode. That was an that's amazing a great movie. movie. It's so good. Um, but also not to bury that lead, you can also find me on the Two Wizards podcast, where me and my buddy Josh stare into that void. So you don't have to. I'm sorry, I got the hiccups. You good? Oh my god, we're finishing, and I got the goddamn hiccups. We stare into that void, so you don't have to. This week, Josh manned that helm, so to speak, and we talked about rockets, and ooh, it was pretty cool. Now I am about to rocket off this goddamn chair, John. I am sorry, I am getting sick as shit. Um, we should probably get out of here. Um, thank you for listening, guys. Like and subscribe, all that good shit. John, anything else, buddy? No, no, nothing else from me. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye, gang.